Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. This is your boy DJ Ben, I mean the name Butcher, alongside my co-host for the evening. The Grand Duchess of Tech, Tatiana King-Jones, and I have to say you even butchered your name. You Did are I? the butcher of names, not the name butcher. This is true, this is true. I am How the butcher that? of names. Where do you do that at? Not the name butcher. Oh. How's everybody doing out there in the Fan Bros universe? We're glad to be back in the spaceship. Hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving out there. Great holiday season, Hanukkah. Shout-outs to all our Jewish listeners. Shout-out to all the fan bros of different races, creeds, and colors out there. Of course, Fan Bros Show is the premier podcast of geek culture presented by people of color. But right now, we have to take a quick moment and give a rest and power shout-out, respect due to the one and only Nelson Mandela. He passed away earlier today. Rest in power, Nelson. You'll be sorely missed on this earth. For everyone out there on Fan Bros should know already Nelson Mandela is the South African revolutionary leader, president. I mean, what else did the man not do? He did everything, and he was a, just a huge impact in everyone's lives. I mean, just generations and generations of children that will know of him. He has will have an everlasting legacy. And I was actually extremely saddened um, by his loss. Um, had a, a few tears today, so... Definitely want to say thank you to Madiba, thank you to his family, and uh, many prayers and blessings. Definitely. Um, yeah, I didn't cry today, but I've actually uh, got to meet Nelson when I was very young. I was a very young child when he uh, was released from prison after 28 years, folks. The man spent 28 years in a South African prison. And when he was released, my church in Houston, Texas, uh, Wheeler Avenue Baptist Church, had a big deal in helping him get out and fighting apartheid and whatnot. So he came and spoke at the church. And my mom had to drag me to it because I was so little and I just did not care. I was like a little young punk. And I was like, you know, Nelson Mandela, whatever. You know, he's been time in jail. Who cares? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, my mom dragged me down there. I remember it being a bright day outside and they had a tent set up and he spoke inside the tent. And I just remember how warm and kind and giving he felt, you know. And then afterwards, everyone got to walk up and talk to him and shake his hand. Wow. Yeah, so I got to shake Nelson Mandela's hand and meet him. And I just thank my mom all the time for that. I tell her all the time whenever I'm talking to her, like, thank you for, you know, forcing me to go do that because I wouldn't have done it on my own. And now I can always say, you know, I got to meet Nelson. I right. got to shake his hand. So That's it was, incredible. Yeah. I mean, it was it was definitely a moment because even then, like, once I got there and heard him speak, it was like, oh, OK, I, I should be here. You know, like I realized instantly why I was just, you know, an idiot before that. So I always thank my mom and, you know, shout out and respect due to Nelson Mandela. Rest in power. Thank you for everything you've given to the world. Thank you so much. Yep. Quick moment of silence for the great Nelson Mandela, and we'll move on. And thank you, Fan Bros. Once again, we are here on Fan Bros Show, the podcast that is the premier spotlight of geek culture presented by people of color. And Fan Bros, we need your help out there, Fan Bros. We got a couple things we need you to do, but first off the bat, we are looking for an intern. We are looking to few the proud the many to join the team. Wait, we're looking for an intern or a soldier? Uh, we need soldiers. You know what I mean? Because right, be I'm, I'm going to war. Oh. You know? I'm, you know, this is my secret plan to take over the world. It's like Fight Club up in here. I'm going to start <laughs> up, you know. <laughs> you got to know Crime McGraw. They're going to have to stand outside the house for months on end when I scream on them. Tell them they're too fat. Yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> oh, God, can't do that, yo. Tyler Durden's in the house. But that's oh. right, fanbros.com, fanbros show is looking for interns. If you know how to blog on WordPress, we're looking for you. If you are a fanbro geek of any kind, we are looking for you. Hit if, us up. If you're not a brew tea, we're looking for you. Not a brew tea? Brew tea. Brew tea? Brew tea. Law brew my tea. Oh, know how to brew tea. Yeah. Yes. Make a good cup of coffee, too. I like my stuff French pressed out there, fan bros. <laughs> Get it right. I need, I need <laughs> French pressed. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, so we need a soldier, a barista. You got to know Krav Maga. What else? You got to be able to stand outside someone's house while they call you fat for months. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first rule of being oh, a God. fan bros intern. <laughs> So 
So who wants to sign up now? Yeah, basically, right. Hit us up at fanbroshow at gmail.com. Hit us on the Twitter at fanbroshow. Like I said before, we're looking for writers, editors, content generators, as they call them these days, trendsetters, hipsters, you know, geeks of all nature. No matter what you're a geek of, we can use you. Just hit us up at Twitter, at fanbroshow, or the Gmail fanbroshow at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram. We're over there, too, at fanbroshow. And once again, fanbros, I got to let y'all know, we need y'all to fill out that midroll at themidroll.com slash bros. I got that right? You got that right, Because I mess that up, like, every week. You got that right. And I see, and you see, Ben, I mean, put up a big-ass banner on our website. There's no way you can miss that. No way you can miss it. Fanbros.com, you can get the midroll survey. You do not understand what a favor you will be doing us by filling out this survey. We need this. Like, if you guys want us to be doing a lot more cool things, you guys want us to do video, if you guys want us to, you know, go above and beyond, to infinity and beyond, you need to do this survey. Get the survey done. Did anyone ever peep out, like, or Beyonce stole that infinity and beyond from, <laughs> <laughs> from Toy Story? <laughs> My boy pointed that out to me when the song first came out. Wait, so you saying Beyonce biting off Buzz Lightyear? There. Definitely, definitely. Yo. Beyonce is definitely. Yeah, I mean, she grew up on it. You know, it's, it's obvious. You know, the influence Buzz is there. Is your ghostwriter. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear <laughs> deserves a check for that uh, for that Beyonce joint. Stupid. Um, the slash bros. I need y'all to go out there. It will take less than five minutes of your time, but it will mean like hours upon hours of work to me. You know what I mean? It'll be like you putting work in a slave ship. Or something, three minutes. I mean, I, I oh, just, that sounds really appealing. I know. Right now, I'm I'm not getting interns <laughs> and I'm not getting people to fill out this survey because I'm comparing them to Fight Club and slave ships. <laughs> not two things that people usually want to be a part of. Twelve weeks of slave. Twelve weeks. That's it. Not even twelve years. Nah. Not just twelve weeks. <laughs> Could we kicking you out after that? <laughs> it's a short term internship. The mid roll only takes three minutes of your time. Go ahead, fill it out. Themidroll.com slash bros help us out we'll love you for it anything else todd do it do it do it do it <laughs> and let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with more fanboys hey what up internet this is tatiana king jones the grand duchess of tech and i'm talking to my fan bros i need you guys to rate listen and subscribe to us on itunes listen to us fan bros on itunes got it get it good and welcome back, Internets. I hope that break wasn't too long. This is Fan Bros Show. I hope everyone's having a great time out there. And it's time for our new segment, The Week in Bleak, which is The Week in Black Geek News, but not just black, brown, yellow. Where'd you get that from? Red. The, the Week in Bleak. I'm going to blame that one on Chris Morrow, our executive producer. Yeah, Chris, I don't like that. Nah. We, 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 can, we, we can bleak isn't isn't going over too well. As soon as you well. said bleak, I thought Memphis bleak. Mm. And I was just, that's not good ideas whatsoever. Like, just bad vibes. Just damn, started. damn. Shout out to Memphis bleak, Sorry. though. Sorry. Yeah, well, the weekend bleak, the weekend news, the weekend geek stuff, the weekend tech. You know how we do. Tatiana, what's first up? Listen. Okay. I always say listen like I'm about to like drop a few bars yeah. and then I don't say and then, anything. And then nothing. And I was, I was waiting for the bar for something right there. I thought you had like some devastating news. No, no. But I do have some interesting news actually. So All right. Amazon is actually, I, I, you know what? I don't even know if they're going to actually do this. In fact, I don't think the FAA is going to allow them to do this. But they want to introduce something called Amazon Air Prime or Amazon Prime Air. Yep. Amazon Air Prime. Either way, it's a crazy idea. I don't know. Thing is going to fly, literally, figuratively. But their idea is to use unmanned drones to deliver packages to people in 30 minutes or less. So basically, LP's song, drone, o- Drones Over Brooklyn, will come true a lot quicker than he even thought. That's what they want. A lot of people are like, yeah, it's not going to happen. I think, uh, I mean, what would you think? Like, if this flew up in the hood somewhere, you think somebody would take the drone? Yes. You know, maybe reprogram a little because we do yes. have some hood programmers out there and yes. start delivering, like, you know, two five purple tops or something 14 like that. 14-karat gold slum computer wizards would be all over that one right there. I mean, it's a it's a little strange. But, I, I mean, it's a good idea in theory. They're trying to make it, like, really RoboCop-esque. You have drones flying all around, dropping packages. That mess is never you know, going to happen. Would, that would make a great mobile game, actually. Like, the the uh, Amazon drones flying around. Like, I'm Paperboy. Sure, I'm sure Amazon is already getting on this right now. I'm sure they're developing I said their, it first. Yeah. I said it first. 
Um, also, Star Wars launched their Instagram account. Yes, they did. And they launched it with a selfie of Darth Vader. How cute. Not cute. No. No, I think that's kind of corny. What do you think? You didn't like the selfie of Darth Vader? That's swag. I thought that was amazing. That's swag. (laughs) Because he had the dead stormtroopers in the background. That's what made it the best. Because he's just like, you know, death and destruction. Another day at the office. (sighs) Vader. I just watched A New Hope. I think it's uh, kind of corny. Two days before that. So, I don't know. I was still hype off Star Wars from Thanksgiving weekend. So, I don't know. I see. Also, in internet news, um, really kind of funny thing happened. Um, and I'm actually going to bring in our guest, Navi Kansari, because I, I need you to talk about this as well. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you do that, you just can't, you know, bring in a Sorry. guest. You know, someone of, of his signature and his stati- sta- stature. About, stature. I'm going to say statitude. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, statitude, you could do that. That's yeah. new. That's I a like new it. one. I like that. That's, yeah. that's a new word today. Statitude. Some of your statitude. We could just keep doing that, and people just have to get used to it. Say it with a straight face, and just look at them like somebody of your statitude. Right. Well, we do have a special guest in the spaceship tonight, and our special guest for the evening is the one and only Navid Kansari. Did I get that right? You got that right. Amazingly, the butcher of names got one right. How you doing, <laughs> sir? Good, good, good. How you doing? I'm great, man. Good to have you in here. It's good to be here. Thanks. You've you got the smooth midnight um, soul voice going on over I'm there. Just in the bring, I'm just bringing that statitude to the <laughs> mic. <laughs> just bringing it to the mic. This news deals with the Xbox 360, mm-hmm. and it deals with a young kid. He can't be that young, but a young kid in the U.K., who bought what he thought was a uh, not excuse me not the 360 but the Xbox One? He bought what he thought was an Xbox One off of eBay for seven hundred and thirty-five dollars, the equivalent. And when he got it in the mail, the package was kind of flat, you know, too flat to be an Xbox One. So he's like, well, you know, I don't know what this is about. So he opened it up, and it was a picture of an Xbox One with the scrawling on the back saying, "Thank you for your purchase." Wow. Now here's the bad part. Now it's not like not. Honestly, if it was just a straight up, you know, um, gank move, like where someone just made him think it was one thing, whatever. It wasn't like that. He was, he got several warnings ahead of time. First, when he actually did the bid, there was a notice that said, this is just a picture. Nah. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. Whoa. Hold on. Let's just, let's just stop right there. Let's, well, you know, I, I'm just going to, I mean, Navid, I don't know how you feel about this, but this just sounds like kids in the UK either need better parenting or better education. Now, but now here's the, and I don't understand. That's what I'm saying. That's strike one, two, and three right there. Yeah. But he saw that. However, it was categorized under the console um, category. So he said to himself, and this is what he told the news. He said to himself, self, even though it says this is only a picture, it's in the console category. So it must be the console. It must be. For $730. Nah, 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 nah. nah. Well, in well, fact, uh, in fact, he should have to pay double for being so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. I mean, come on. I, I mean, if you're savvy enough to get online and order yourself an Xbox One, I, and you've been doing the research on it. He's a teenager, yeah, by no. the way. I, I, oh. He's a teenager, so he's not like a young kid. First no. of all, young kids shouldn't even be on eBay, but he's a teenager. No. Where's he getting that money from? I mean, a teenager, you know, I, I would have scraped together $735. I wouldn't right. have, you know, bought a damn piece of paper, though. Whatever the, whatever the, <laughs> British, whatever the British pound equivalent of that was, that's what he paid. Um, she so, should never be allowed to play a video game again. I was yeah. just flabbergasted. I was like, you were basically told <laughs> that this wasn't what you wanted, but whatever. Um, yeah. What yeah. else do you got? Cause that, that's, I don't know. Yeah. That picture's got to have a lot of smudge marks on it, that's for sure. <laughs> like, yeah, this thing ain't working. <laughs> This power line ain't lighting up. Why is it making so much noise when I fold it? <laughs> I just ripped it trying to put a game in. <laughs> um, last in tech news, we have um, the Beats by Dre, the Beats music streaming service. That's actually launching in January. Um, if people recall, if anyone was even like uh, following this whole thing, they actually originally wanted to do a deal with Apple to make a streaming service. Apple pretty much said, F that, we're doing our own way. Beats by Dre said, F y'all, we're doing our own way. So here we are. January is right around the corner. Beast by Dre um, streaming service is launching. And in the meantime, you can actually secure your name now, your ID. Uh, we've already secured Fanbro's show. Nice. Um, I know DJ Manamin got his. He's yep. about to get his. I got mine. So you can actually, um, and you probably just Google it, Beats by Dre streaming, and then you'll see the site. Type in there. You're good to go. Nice. All right. So that's it for tech news for the week? Yes, sir. Oh, lastly, I wanted to do my um, mobile app mobile game of the week go ahead my mobile game of the week is a game called hero arcade um 
it is a uh, how do I explain this? Think about chess plus RPG. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And maybe and no, think checkers plus RPG because okay. it's, it's not as not as a lot, as much strategy as chess. But um, you basically get to pick maybe about fourteen different characters. You can pick like. You have a knight, you have archers, you have things like that. And you just place them on the board and you actually, they, each one has their own set of moves. Like one thing can move three squares, one thing can move two squares. You just move them all around the board against your opponent and you actually fight to basically win the board. So you're actually taking out your opponent, you're taking out um, their crystals, you're taking out their defenses. It's a really kind of involved game for a mobile app. So I thought, and, and it's free, obviously. And obviously, oh. yeah. And, and it does also have some um, things you got to pay in app purchases, but it's a really cool game. Check it out. It is on iOS and on our um, Android. So if you have either system, you can actually play against each other. And nice. um, you'll Love have that. a lot of fun with that. What's the name of it again? Hero Arcade. Awesome. I might have to check that out. I like mm-hmm. I like chess, I like checkers, and I like RPGs. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, moving on from tech news, you know, in the week in Bleak, we also have movie news and the biggest news. Well, actually, there's a couple big news in the superhero world, but the first is the Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2 trailer dropped today. It looked good. You thought so? I thought it looked good. I thought it looked better than the first. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that's not that's like saying the, the Wolverine was better. But than I didn't, but see, but I no, because <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't even think the first one was bad. I was I was always mad about the Amazing Spider-Man simply because it was yet another reboot on yep. top of a reboot. But I didn't think it was like terrible. I didn't think it was the best. I think it's terrible. I've watched it on cable. You know, I can say that. I've sat through. <laughs> I've sat through most of it on cable. I didn't turn the channel. Man, I mean, basically, just say he didn't pay to see yo. No, no, I definitely did not pay to see Andrew whatever as Spider Man. Andrew Garfield. Yeah, because he definitely does not look like Peter Parker to me. Soon, everyone in the city will know how it feels to live in a world without power, without mercy. But uh, Jamie Foxx, you know, fan bro extraordinaire, is starring as Electro. Uh, Paul Giamatti is the Rhino. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were really mad about the Rhino. Did you see the trailer yet? No, nah, nah, I haven't no. seen it. Nah. Well, when the poster first came out, Rhino looked like a Zod. Yeah. Yeah, and he's yeah. like on all fours and looks like a big giant Rhino. Yeah. Like a, like a metal Rhino. rhino. <laughs> and, you know, most people weren't ready for that. You know, they're used to the comic book version where it's a guy in a suit. Right. The ultimate version, which the movies are based on, though, is more of a robot. Mm-hmm. But he's still a guy in a suit robot. Mm-hmm. So um, in the trailer, though, you actually see him stand up on his hind legs. So you will get to see, you know, it looks like the Rhino as a Rhino person and not, right. not Zod. I not think so. Zorg? Is it Zorg or Zod's? That's what everyone was calling them, Zod's. Eh, yeah, who, who cares? cares? Some, yeah, some, <laughs> some mechanical bull-looking thing. But yeah, Amazing Spider-Man 2 coming out next summer, right? It is coming out May Definitely. 2014. Wow, wow. So it's it's uh, it's coming up. But I had a question. How do you still now, everyone had their say already, but how do you feel about Jamie Foxx's Electro? Like the way he looks, the way they made him. Oh, well, that's more appear. the ultimate version, too. It's And I could not deal with that Electro from the old school comics. Oh, with the with, yellow? With the yellow With the yellow and the bolts. fishnets? <laughs> yeah. But that's the one I'm used to. I mean, I didn't... I mean, obviously we're older now. I don't think that's going to be on the screen. I mean, he no. kind of looks like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, yeah. I didn't think that would be up there, but, you know, it is what it is. He kind of looks like the Schwarzenegger from the Batman movie. Yeah, 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 he definitely has a bit of that. Um, And also, when you see him in action, though, it really will remind you of um Infamous, the video game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it yes, will really right. remind you of Infamous because he's, like, jumping all around. And he's and flying behind yeah. Andrew. Yeah. Yeah, so it's definitely look, got some Infamous and a little uh, Mr. Freeze yeah, uh, vibe right. to it. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I really, I thought it looked better. I was actually interested. I perked up, like, oh, okay. Hey, it has to be better than Thor. You didn't like Thor? You didn't like Thor? Did you like Thor? Uh, All right, then. You didn't like Thor either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thor wasn't, yeah, it wasn't the best movie, no. Um, yeah, and it looks like they, they had a one scene, too. The big reveal in the trailer was that there was a scene where six doors open up. Yeah. So it looks like they really are plotting out the return of the, or not the return, the first appearance of the Sinister Six. Yeah. Because uh, Green Goblin's also in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Rhino. There's uh, the lizard from the first one. They tease some Dr. Octopus arms yes, and, I saw, and I vulture saw. wings mm-hmm. in the background. So it looks like they're bringing in the whole universe of Spidey villains. Venom might even make a quick appearance. Who knows? Getting a little crowded. 
In other big news, though, of the comic book world this week is that Wonder Woman has finally been cast for the upcoming Batman versus Superman film. You want me to say her name? Yeah, I'm not. I mean, <laughs> let me try and butcher this one. Goal. Gal. 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 Godot. Godot. That's right. Afloat. Gal Godot. Gal Godot. Uh, who most of y'all will know from the Fast and Furious film. She appeared in the last two. She caught an L in the last one, right? I don't, you know, this funny. I don't remember her in the movie. She yeah, played Giselle, she catches, but I don't she remember. She catches the L in the last one because she's actually the, um, she's dating Han, right? His name is Han. <laughs> I told you, I don't remember yeah, her. Okay, right, well, <laughs> she's dating the Asian guy who gets killed in, oh, in Tokyo Drift. I didn't see Tokyo Drift. That's well, why. Well, see, he gets killed in Tokyo is. Drift, and then they go back and make, the last one, which was six, mm-hmm. that takes place right before Tokyo Drift. But his girlfriend gets killed in six. So then he goes off like, oh, I got to go mourn her in Tokyo. Right. And then, you know, it gets killed. I don't know her body of work. Um, so I, I don't know if she has much of one. Yeah, but, I, you know, the thing that came up with this, it came up a lot on Twitter. People were like, yo, how do you feel about that? For one, I like I said, I don't know her body of work. I don't know her acting chops. I can't really pass judgment until I see more. I said she. I rig- my initial reaction was she's cute, but she's yes. not beefy enough. No, but she was in the Israeli army. At right, one point. and I saw that. So I mean, the whole thing about beefing up, you can fix. Yeah. You know, the whole you got trainers among trainers there. They can make you look the part. Like yep. the woman who played on Feora, she's naturally actually much more skinnier than she appeared okay. on the thing. And then obviously you have the padding on the suits yep. and all that stuff. Whatever. The other issue is yeah, that. But, but one woman's got no suit. Right, <laughs> and, then, and that's what I'm saying. That was my but, next. That but, was my but next. But where you put patent might actually sell more tickets too. Yeah, that's right. true and that was my next thing. Yeah. Wonder Woman is basically showing a lot of skin, so that you yourself have to be ready for that. And then just mentally, you have to have a lot more aggression. That's what I'm saying. I don't know her body where I don't know if she can really exude that. Like really exude um like a royal Warrior, presence. Princess. Yeah, like a queen, royal presence, but Amazon. at the same time ready to get down, you know, go yeah. in when the time comes. But she's big, right? Like, she's going to be bigger than she's, the average she's human. She's big. Now, then the whole thing... Because she's from Amazonia. Yeah. yeah. She, she's taller than yeah. men. So yeah. the only thing about that, you know, people bring up the whole Wolverine th- aspect, how, you know, Wolverine's supposed to be a midget, but he was tall in this, and you can always do, like... Um, you can always do some camera tricks to make yeah. it look a certain way. Force perspective yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. That's why Tom Cruise looks tall. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The Tom Cruise is short. <laughs> Tiny. <laughs> Tiny. So, I mean... Like, let's talk about that. Like, how do you feel about her casting? Did you like? Did you even hear about that yet? Or I mean, right now you're hearing about it. I I know the Wonder Woman comic just because you know yeah. between my cousins and nieces and everybody else, like they're big big fans of them. Um, but you know, so I I read the comic book, so I know Amazonia. So I'm more interested in kind of how are they going to tell this story? Because if they actually started off kind of like the the last Superman, where like half the movie was just about how he came to be. It'd be pretty cool if you could just see like the world of Amazonia, and she actually looks normal com- with everybody else. And then when she comes to Earth, she's like seven foot eight, you know, and just <laughs> massive. massive. And you know that 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 could be pretty hot, like I- Grace Jones statuettes. Yeah. But see, the thing I've heard was they're not gonna really go. First of all, the movie's already crowded as is. They're not gonna have the time necessarily to go deep in yeah. there. In fact, and I don't know how true this is. Someone made the uh, mention that she was just more of like a girlfriend role. Yeah, Jamie Rigetti, our very own uh, fan bro, said something about that that she was more of a girlfriend role. And yeah, yeah, I don't know how much truth that is to it either. But like you said, in the movie, they already have Superman and Batman. It's yeah. a new Batman with Ben Affleck, so they're gonna have to reintroduce this, you know, character. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Uh-oh. Oh, wait a minute. I heard it. So I guess yeah. you're not part of the Affleck. Did you uh, sign? Did you wins. sign the? Uh, <laughs> This Did you sign the <laughs> petition? Naveed looks like he went and signed a petition. You saw you signed a petition Day twice. One. Listen, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about Affleck because obviously he brought Argo to the table and that's helping me out with my game <laughs> to just get the story out. Yeah. But it's just hard to it's just hard to kind of fathom after you've seen like Christian Bale and and you know the dark side of Batman to think of uh, of Ben Affleck. But then again, you know. Michael Keaton. You know, yeah, Michael Keaton nailed it. Nobody thought, thought was, yeah. you know, when, when Michael Keaton was But Michael passed. Keaton can act. Oh, Ooh. Yeah, and there goes our chance to land Ben Affleck <laughs> on Fan Bro Show. So, um, He's used to it. <laughs> so, yeah, back to the main point. Wonder Woman, got, like I said, I like her in Fast and Furious. You know, she can definitely play sexy. She's strong. And, yeah, you're, she better be able to play sexy. She's a model. Yeah, I mean, she can play strong, too, though. Like, she wasn't, like, a weak woman in the movies. Okay. You know, Yeah, she, she held her on with the boys. 
Um, but just that physical presence. And I don't I think you're actually thinking through it more than they have. Yeah. Because I don't think they're gonna like really gonna show all that. You know, I think like I'm sadly I think Wonder Woman is trying to have a really small part. Hopefully this girl can carry it to the point where she, Wonder Woman gets her own movie. Yeah. Because I'd love to see that. But you know that's what they're gonna do. Yeah. I mean Even this is this is gonna be the precursor you. to the Justice League's movie anyway. So. I mean this seems like now that this is becoming this is more the a Justice, Justice League, League movie, movie. you yeah. know, because it's like you already got Wonder Woman, you know. They brought in Flash on uh, Green Arrow this week, and so, yeah. you know, they're really building it up. So, DC is taking the small steps, you know. Sony with Spider-Man is just bringing in all the villains since they can't have their own universe. So right. It seems like everyone is building towards these various big movie universes now. Right, but we'll definitely be on the lookout. We're definitely going to see the movie no matter what. And speaking of big movie universes, uh, Brian Singer yes. announced that there's going to be a sequel to, I mean, I guess this is a sequel I guess you want to call that. Yeah, might as well. It's going to be a. Um, it's called. It's going to be called X Men Apocalypse. Yes, yet another X Men movie, which is the sequel to X Men Days of Future Past, which mm-hmm. hasn't even been released yet. Right, right. So, and this movie's about to come out 2016. Uh, he announced this. Brian Singer announced this on Twitter. So, uh, Days of Future Past comes out next year in 2014, and then two years later, Apocalypse. Sounds about right. They start now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it sounds right. And looks like from the name that they're going to bring in the big X Men villain Apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah, that was a quick, silent moment. I guess I'm the only person in here who knows who Apocalypse is. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> damn. I, I thought Apocalypse was more powerful. He never, I mean, he made it, he was on the X-Men cartoon. He had to be. He's like a stretching guy. He's the oldest mutant on Earth. He's like uh, Egyptian pharaoh or something who's lived forever. I'm trying to think, because I watched that that cartoon heavy. The one that used to come on Fox? Yeah, I used yeah. to watch that heavy. Yep, he's definitely made an appearance on there. He's like gray and blue and purple. Really weird looking dude can stretch and oh, super yeah, powerful. Oh yeah, I remember him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. yeah, and like he's determined to bring out the strongest in mutants, so he kills off the weak. I see. I see. Yeah. So Apocalypse, you know, he usually has four horsemen with him. He's the one who turns. Oh, okay. Angel okay. Once into Archangel. Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. All that stuff. You know, he's yeah, been yeah. a character. Yeah, he appeared in the '90s. Shit, maybe even earlier than that. But yeah, he's been around forever. So, I mean, they're actually getting some really good X-Men stories, right, like right. Days of Future Past. And Apocalypse, so, you know, we'll see what Brian Singer does with them. Yeah, and there's no word whether or not all, the whole cast will come back in their current roles, or, you know, we'll see. Hugh Jackman cannot do, I mean, he's already doing another Wolverine movie, so that'll be three more. Ugh, I'm just tired of Wolverine, yeah. man. Like, y'all doing too much. Maybe they'll kill him in Days of Future, no, they can't kill him in Days of Future Past because he appears. Yeah. No, because all they're going to do is bring him back in yeah. the next movie. Because yeah. <laughs> Marvel doesn't care about death. And because Wolverine mates Moolah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fan bros, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with our special guest and get into everything that makes him tick and all that good stuff. Hey, this is Jamie Rigetti. Thanks for listening to Fan Bros. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes. And welcome back, Internets. I hope that break wasn't too long. It's your boy, Ben Amin, and I've got to introduce our special guest for the evening, the one and only Navid Kansari. Uh, former head dude at Rockstar Games. <laughs> wow. Creator in chief of the upcoming game, 1979 Revolution. Creator in chief? Creator in chief. Why not? All yeah, right. You know? I like that. You I'll can, take you, it. You can give me a bunch of fake titles, but yeah. hey. The, the I man have a big with, business guy, that's for sure. The man <laughs> with all the statitude. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Welcome to Fan Bro Show. Navid, how you doing, sir? I'm how good. You doing, I'm, bro? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome, man. Thank you for coming on the show. Of course, of course. All right, Navid. So you were one of the people. I mean, uh, rumor has it that you created Grand Theft Auto. Actually, yeah. you know, as I said, uh, I was uh, I was actually brought it in as a bill, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> after that, after we actually went legit with the bill and made it a crime, I decided to actually make a video game out of it. So basically, mm-hmm. they base it off your uh, young life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've, I, I've been around. I've been, I've been around since the twenties. You know, when people were using cranks on the front of their cars. Tommy guns. Actually, I think that's mafia. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I you know, I, I hooked up with the Rockstar guys uh, just as GTA three uh, was in production and they were looking for somebody to uh, start motion capture. That was the first time they were kind of yeah. bringing that into gaming. And, you know, those guys um, 
are, are sharp as hell and, and real detailed. So they brought me in and we started actually casting actors. And we were pretty much one of the first games that kind of took that foray of like bringing film, that film look, that film feel uh, to games. So that was my first uh, foray into it. And then after that, I jumped on Max Payne and was directing all the voices and casting that. And then they just were like, all right, this kid's pretty good. So we they built a production department, which I kind of headed up and just got to work on every game that came out from 2001 to 2006 at Rockstar. And it was an amazing experience. I mean, I learned so much and I worked with so many different crews around the world that it was, I mean, it was more of an education. It was more of an honor to kind of be a part of it and to learn while these games were just popping like crazy. All right, now, I definitely want to hear some more about that era, but before that, how did you get into it? What what was your introduction to the world? Like, we always ask people, what was their first time when they knew they were a fan bro? What, you know, brought you to video games? How long well, were you into them? It, it's funny, because actually what what brought me into gaming was way, way earlier, you know, like yep. in television, Atari kind of, of time. And, and I grew up in Iran, and then my family, after the revolution, moved to Canada, and I couldn't speak English that well. Ah. But I had some pretty skills, uh, pretty crazy skills on my Intellivision, okay. and uh, and that really broke down the barrier. I mean, my 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 obsession with pop culture, with music, with video games, uh, especially like during the time when you've got the U.S. hostage crisis and people are saying some pretty nasty things to you and yep. get the hell out of here, you know, all yeah. this kind of stuff. I was able to kind of break down those barriers by just talking video games. And I got two brothers, so we were always competitive and playing with each other. But it was a huge, huge, you know, barrier breaker. And I kind of learned from that. And I was like, hey, you know, I mean, I loved pop culture. It was huge in Iran. You know, we were, we were, everybody was listening to the music, watching the movies that was current anywhere else in the world. And so I just kind of took that and mm-hmm. parlayed that in a way of being able to connect with people. And, you know, what, 20 years after that, I'm in New York and I meet the guys from Rockstar and their whole angle is like, we believe that we're creating one of the greatest entities in pop culture, but we just don't want to make a game. We want to kind of make a brand and we want to make it look like a film. And, you know, they had some amazing writers and amazing teams. So it was pretty much like I went from playing video games as a kid with my brothers to being able to kind of communicate with people and using that as a way. And then to, wow, I'm, I went to film school. And then next thing I know, I, I kind of stopped making a couple of films and I start jumping into video games and it just kind of progressed from there. Yeah, so that's why I wanted to ask you. So you say you went to film school, mm-hmm. then you you know worked on independent work here and yeah, there. Yeah, so yeah, so I, I actually uh, I I went to film school, and as soon as I got out of film school, I was like, all right, man, I got to keep this momentum going. Yeah. So I wrote this movie based on uh, the movie uh, with Natalie Portman, the the professional ah. Leon, right? And my whole idea was like, what happens if they both live? Nice. And then the idea was that they both wind up becoming assassins together down the line. And then somebody takes him out and doesn't know about her. And it's this a cat and mouse game, but it's all about this government black op operation headed up by Billy D. Williams. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah. Did you have Billy D. Williams? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he plays, I don't know, like some governor or some government official. But I literally picked up the phone and called up his agent and was like, look, this is all I've got. Like, we're not even going to play this Hollywood game of me yeah. give off, giving you one offer and then you giving me another one. I'm like, this is it. You don't like it? That's cool. I'll just move on to the next dude. And... um Billy D was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." <laughs> oh, wow. So we brought that Colt Forty Five himself. Oh man, it was awesome. Lando. Actually, I have a Billy D Williams Colt Forty Five bottle. <laughs> I don't know how good that Colt is in there, mm. but I got his signature on it. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> man. And I'll tell you, man, he is he is good. He is. I don't care. He is. An, professional. Oh man, he is such a good actor, and you know he got. He, he if people knew the body of his work before oh, yeah. he was Lando definitely like he like, he's unbelievable i mean one of the he, i mean he took the whole game I mean, our movie was not good <laughs> <laughs> i mean he took the whole game up like it was really really kind of great working with him wow yeah. yeah so then i did that and then i kind of went on and made a couple of other films and uh i came down to new york and just was taken back by the energy here and i was like all right i'm moving here and was just hustling and, and wound up meeting one of the guys at Rockstar. And that's when, you know, Lady Luck kind of looked up on wow. me and, and I just ran with it. So you said you came on on GTA 3. That was yeah. the Liberty City, right? That that's was right. one that's side right. of New York. Yeah. yeah. You can hear me on the radio. I'm one of the killer bees. 
What? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you was way after the whole top-down perspective. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was yeah. one and two. So this yeah. three was the big. Explosion. All right, well, we're going 3D, and we're yeah. actually walking this world. So. That was a mind. That was like one of those moments. I remember when someone was like, "Yo, you got to come see this game." Yeah. You know, and they were like, "Yo, you can just get in a car and chat people and do whatever you want." Yeah. And I was like, "What? That doesn't sound. sound too fun." That and then, illegal. you know, thirty hours later, yeah. you know, this is the greatest thing I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I got a hand. It's, I mean, the the team was just phenomenal and so focused. They just nailed it down with yeah. that one. So, uh, what was your favorite out of the GTAs? I'm a big Vice man. Thank you. Mm. I Thank love you. me Vice City. Thank you. Um, yeah. It was just. Um, it, it, it's perfect. Playing that game in the wintertime, I feel uh, warm. Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and the soundtrack was really, really, really phenomenal. And uh, the team did a really amazing job of, like, replicating Miami. Mm-hmm. And uh, and also, like, Miami, like, like New York is known to be, like, an urban, crazy jungle. Yeah. But Miami is just crazy. Yes. Right? Yes. And, yes. And, and, and it's got, I mean, and, and the people that live in Miami, the cultural groups that you have in Miami... I think are much more truer to their culture than they are to like the American culture. So uh, for us to be able to kind of really kind of take that on, I mean, I we, I, I reached out, I called um, Miss Cleo, and she plays like the yeah. Miss Cleo, the yeah. Miss Cleo, yeah, wow. yeah. And her and uh, and she's in it, and I reached out to her because I thought I was just like someone doing a voice. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wow. I, I mean, I, I I I I literally called her. You know, she was. Uh, available and i said hey look we would love to have you and then the guys that i was working with that rock star were like who the hell is who's he talking to and i was like guys just trust me on this she's gonna be phenomenal so she just nailed it samuel jackson's in that one too isn't he he's in uh san andreas he's in san andreas yeah, yeah he oh, plays yeah. he plays angry black cop yes you definitely. know which he's done a couple times yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know quite a few how was yeah. it working with him uh, he was great. I yeah. mean, I, I was I was scared. So <laughs> it, it, he he would te- he would tell us when the take was good. And I'm like, yes, sir. Thank All you. Right. Very oh, much. he would tell you. Yeah. that was good. You said <laughs> no. You yes, know, Mr. Samuel Jackson. For for most of the Hollywood actors, I mean, I would say during that particular time, I think you know, since 2006 or since I you know I left Rockstar, actors are recognizing that games are are for real yes. and, 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 you know, can can help them out in big time in terms of, like, popularity, putting money in their pockets, whatever it may be. Um, so, but up until that time, a big chunk of what I was doing was, like, educating actors, you know, be like, look, this is, this is I need you to be on your A game, you know. This isn't uh, you putting your voice on Pong. This mm-hmm. is you, you, this is just, like, you bringing life to this, and it's more than just an hour and a half animated movie. You know, I've got to see your good side. I got to see your bad side. I want to see you be funny. I want to see you be angry. And so, with some of the actors, I, I didn't, don't even know, think they knew what they were getting into. Mm. And so, with a couple of them, it was it wasn't it wasn't easy. But you know, they got there. And obviously, at the end, uh, the guys who are professional and you see in movies all the time, there's a reason they're there. Mm-hmm. And, and that's important that you actually kind of brought that out of them because. I mean, these games, people play for 30, 40 plus hours. So you become intimately acquainted with these games, with these people. So you want to have something where someone is putting their heart into this character, you know, voice and even the feeling. Like you said, you had a feeling when you were playing Vice City. Like you were just happy. You know, you had warmth. And I would hope that actors understand this is a true art form. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, I think what's kind of been sad is that since that time or we're still seeing kind of like the Hollywood movie where somebody's just throwing their name into a game or the game publisher wants it so they can kind of market it a little bit better. But, you know, one thing that was great about Rockstar is that they don't really give it. They don't care about anybody. Yeah. You know uh, what they care about is making the best game. And if you're a part of that, you need to be able to gel with the team that's making the game rather than us having to gel around you. So when when we brought actors in, it was, you know, that was part of the breaking down process. You know, I was working with Ray Liotta, who did a phenomenal job in Vice, but yep. at first when he came in, he was the first person that said, look, I haven't played a game since Pong. Right. And, <laughs> and he kind of like, and looked at me like, who the hell is this guy? Mm-hmm. You know, so there was like so many unknown uh, elements to it that they're like, well, I'm just here to kind of do this and I'm going to get paid and then I'm going to move on. And uh, it was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Put down the Starbucks and let's get rolling. And you're in here for eight hours 
And I think by the second day, he just had a massive appreciation for the job and the task. And, and he realized that he's doing only four days. There's guys that have been working on the game for two years. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, I think once you kind of bring that in, people are like, all right, I'm getting a good idea and good scope of what's going on here. Nice. So, okay, Grand Theft Auto 3 comes out. It's mm-hmm. a massive success, obviously. Blows Rod out. Rod Star Games is, you know, top of the world. Mm-hmm. How many mountains of cocaine were sniffed at that time? Well, to be honest with you, they were so big that we just bypassed snorting it and we just skied down it. You know, we just skied down it. We were like a really, really weird Old Navy commercial. You know, all had sweaters on and just skiing down hills of coke. So it was great. Is that the monster from Ski Freak? (laughs) (laughs) No, but really, how was it then? I mean, what was? I mean, obviously it was mountains of coke, but beyond that, to be honest with you, I mean. it, it was a small group. It yeah. was, this was not a massive group of people doing it like the teams that you have today or like the teams you probably have that put together GTA Five. So um, it was great. I mean, it, and but the funny thing was that we, we GTA came out, Max Payne came out right after oh, that, yes. and Vice City came out the year right after, after that. that. Right. So it wasn't we in a weird way we we were like, all right, this is great. Uh, it's great to be a part of this thing, but we got to go back to work because we've got these other titles kind of coming up. And it was really at that time where you kind of just saw the company, um, what the company was based on, which was making the best games, no matter what the cost. And you just saw them say, all right, this is what our mantra was. And we've seen it now work with GTA 3 and Max Payne. Let's just put this to all our titles. And this is what we're going to do. Mm. So it was great. I mean, it was a it was a phenomenal time, and you know, I was living like six blocks away from work. So if I'm as soon as I rolled out of work, we were going out having a good time, and then just going you know going to bed and right to back the slopes, up, right. right to the slopes, <laughs> putting putting on our mittens, and away we went. So yeah, it was great. It was really really fun. All right, what about some of the? I mean, you know, obviously Grand Theft Auto has had its share mm-hmm. of controversy. I'm not really even want to talk about most of that though, but I did have an issue because I'll tell you my least favorite of the series mm-hmm. is um what came right after Vice City, San Andreas. Yeah, man. And my problem with San Andreas was I loved the gameplay and I loved it. I mm-hmm. sat there rubbing out every game, mm-hmm. et cetera. But my problem was when I got to the end, I felt like he was still in the hood, and it was mm-hmm. like yeah. I, I didn't have that. Like that's why I love Vice City. You came yeah. up. Yeah. You know. I didn't even like um, four as much because yeah. I felt that Nico was trying to still the same thing. He was like struggling. Like I like the one where you're the you know yeah. you're the boss Don at the end of it. I mean, yeah. I mean the GTAs to me always push the on, idea of hey you're gonna on the come up you're yeah. gonna be the boss of crime and all yeah. the other stuff. So when it doesn't have you're like yeah what's the, the point? <laughs> at the end of San Andreas, right. I felt like damn he's still in the hood. He's yeah. like and, <laughs> and I wasn't he's still in Watts. I wasn't sure you know was it because he was the brother and that was my problem with. It. I was like damn did they just make the brother hero like not you know come up like the other heroes you know no no actually to be honest with you it's funny because um that was one of the first games that actually had a non-white lead character yes, you know definitely. so so and and, and we, the car cj and, yeah yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and, and and you know we we you know let's call it as it is the, the company is primarily run by white guys yeah right uh but white guys who are huge huge fans of pop culture obviously huge fans of basically i mean they kind of based uh, a, a good chunk of how the company was put together through how def jam was put together uh. you know but before def jam went all yeah. universal and yeah. all that so uh and so as a result um you know when we were doing the casting for this stuff uh it wasn't going to be like, hey, man, well, we just need to get a black guy and that's going to work out yeah. for you. It's like, <laughs> yeah. no, no, it's like there was details. It would be like, look, uh, a, a black person from New York does not sound like a black person from L.A. Not at there, all. There's connotations. There, there's how they how they pronounce things. It's totally different. Completely. And we and we paid attention to that. So I think, like, in, in terms of the story, I mean, look, I never, you know, it never made sense that you go from, like, L.A. in the hood to San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, Vegas was just cool because it's Vegas. And yeah. you're like, oh, Anything. I want to just mess up Vegas. Yeah. Uh, so I think it was just, like, the whole circle kind of coming back around. But it was... Um, I didn't, you know, with Vice, it just had that like, it had that Scarface vibe to yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is like, you come from nothing, and and you do some bad things, yes. but those bad things in a weird way lead to you being 
the master of, you know, the city. And uh, with San Andreas and, and with GTA 4, I think uh, the writing was phenomenal in it. But I think the story wanted to kind of go back to, like, all right, this is where we started and this is where we're going to come yep. back to. And GTA 4 was, I mean, pretty dark. I mean, we never see Nico really kind of Very. crack a smile, you no. know? Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, you don't. And with GTA 5, I mean, I think GTA 5 is some of the best writing I've seen in anything from the past five years, movies, comics, TV, whatever. It the, just the, nailed the it. The dialogue is amazing. Yeah, it's sick. Amazing, yeah. I love it. You know, I wanted to make mention because Ben, Ami, and I were on a Rise uh, TV 360 a couple months ago, and we discussed violence in video games. And, of course, the, the, that's when GTA first came out, GTA 5 first came out, and we were talking about, you know, how people always love to use GTA. That's GTA's a scapegoat when it comes to, you know, do you understand violence in video games? Do you think how oppressive that is to our kids? What is your take on all that? I think, you know, you, you got... Um, you got violence in every form of media. You got it in movies, you got it in TV, you got it in video games. So I think rather than like addressing are video games violent and what do they cause, I think you got to take a look at who's playing the games and what's the impact it's having on them. You know, when I was working at Rockstar, I had like friends of mine be like, yo, can you get me a copy of GTA for my 12-year-old? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said no. You have yeah, to like, like, no, why do you want to do like, that? First of all, like, there's a sticker at GameStop that says you shouldn't buy this for anybody under the age of 18. So if you're mm -hmm. buying that, that's on you right off the bat. Right. But the fact is that there is violence. I think what's kind of what throws people off is that you wind up kind of taking on these roles as these characters and you can play out violent acts the fact is is that that's what people are naturally drawn to but you've also talked to a lot of people i mean especially maybe outside of this country where they were just really down with getting in a car and just driving around miami and listening to the yeah. music yeah you know? yeah that's one and of the first doing, things he did you know or like i mean i always yeah. love like i know this sounds weird maybe my because my dad's a doctor but i love rolling around in an ambulance <laughs> i'm also a really bad driver in gta, Me too. GTA thank god for GTA, gta 5 got the physics right on yeah. driving yeah. but up until then man I, there wasn't a fire hydrant in the city that i didn't run <laughs> over you know, I was horrible. I don't feel as bad now that you said that because yeah, no. I've always been terrible. I'm like, how are you terrible at driving in a game called Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. I'm just like, ugh. Our other co-host, Chico Leo, he's a huge fan of the games, but he doesn't even drive in real life. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't have a life. He's never driven a car in real life. Right. So he is like the worst. And I just explained to him that in five, yo, man, just dead in the cab. And he was like, "What?" You know, it's like he's like, "That just opened up so much for me." You know, I'm like, "Yo, just get, get in the, the yeah, go. just get in the cab. You're good money. Don't worry about it." Yeah, just knock somebody out, grab their money, and you got a free ride. Right, but yeah, no, I had to say, like you said, five. I haven't finished it yet. I'm, I think, like three quarters of the way through it. And yeah, the writing, the characters, I love. You know, Trevor, all yeah. of them, like, are just some Michael. You know, are just some of my favorite characters in a game, in a movie, anything. Like, I could watch Trevor. You know, run around and do his thing forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, right. absolutely. So, yeah, the actor's Stephen Ogg, and he is just sick. I worked with Stephen back in the day, and uh, this was actually not a Rockstar game that we were working on. And when I saw him, I was like, oh my God, this guy in Rockstar is just like the perfect combination. Wow. So, is he so, like that? Is he, I mean, I know he, he can't be Trevor in real life, obviously, but he's, he, he has he, to have shades of him in order to play he's, that. Yeah, he yeah. can he could definitely harness that in him, you know, yeah. and, and get that out. But he's just a really, really phenomenal actor and just kind of nails it. But he can definitely go there a lot easier than probably most actors. All right. Well, now you're not with Rockstar anymore. You've moved on. You know, you've started your own project up. Mm -hmm. You know, you got the big Kickstarter going for it right now. The name of the game is Revolution. 1979 Revolution. Revolution. Oh, 1979 Revolution. That's right. All right, I was about to switch those up. Mm -hmm. So 1979 Revolution. What's the premise behind this? Um, you're in a revolution. You're just a young guy who uh, is kind of looking to kind of the schools out. You're looking to get into a little bit of trouble. You're a photographer, so you got that war journalist kind of mentality. So you want to be right on the edge, right in the biggest hot spot taking pictures. And it's about you kind of getting caught off guard. That revolution goes from being like nonviolent to exploding. And then you're just a part of it. And you kind of get swept up in it. And then you lose a really, really good friend. And that motivates you to become more of a militant revolutionary. So you start like shutting down uh, the power in the city and and you know you're you're obviously like making molotovs you're throwing rocks mm -hmm. you're doing all that kind of stuff but it's all based in real history so we're following the actual events that took place in the 1979 revolution in Iran 
which obviously then led to Khomeini, the Islamic Republic, which mm-hmm. everybody hears about now of Iran, and then the U.S. hostage crisis. So my goal was to to make a game that's going to be fun as hell to play, but actually rather than use these pseudo worlds or these movie references, start throwing it into the real world. And then I reached out and started making partners with um, like a photographer that was in Iran from 1978 to 1980. So when you're rolling around in the city and you're taking these pictures, um, you'll actually be able to pull up as a collectible the real-life picture right beside what mm. you took. And then your contraband is these cassette tapes, which are used as like record from recordings from that time as forms of propaganda, so you can kind of trade it up. And those are just like some of the elements. Wow. And we're doing it episodically. I mean, I really love the uh, Telltale's The Walking Shh, Dead. Unreal. So we're bringing that element of yeah. like critical decision-making. Yeah. But I always thought that it was so well-written um, that if it just had a little bit more of a gameplay yeah, feel to it, yeah. it would just be like 100%. So we're bringing that element to it. And, you know, we just signed uh, Navid Negapan, the only other Navid that I know, <laughs> who plays Abu Nasir in Homeland, and he's on board. N- Navid, he was in Lost too, right? Uh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. no his character's name is... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. And so, yeah, he's, he plays Abu Nasir. We got one, a couple of guys from Argo, uh... James McCaffrey, who's the voice and look of Max Payne, he just signed on. The voice of Alan Wake. These are all guys that I work with, so they're kind of helping me out and kind of bringing this together. So we're really trying. I'm I'm, I'm basically trying to become the rock star games of the episodic world and really looking to bring it to not only like PC and DLC on the console world, but making a AAA console game for the tablet that feels intuitive like to the tablet. So you're touching that screen rather than having like three joysticks, four buttons, the bottom third you can't even see because it's all your controllers. Uh So I think, you know, there's a great possibility in iOS and Android that no one's even tapped into with like a AAA kind of pedigree. Nice. So you say, um, you mentioned Argo earlier. Yeah. And Argo is the hostage crisis that takes place after this game, after yeah. the revolution. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So this is what leads up to that situation. Okay. But we are, we've got, so we've created three seasons. Each season has three episodes. Each episode is two hours long. Nice. So the first season is actually going to be the entire revolution right up to the hostage crisis. And, our, and it's all, the story is told as a flashback from somebody who is actually in an interrogation room giving his confessional. Uh. So your interrogation is actually the the Walking Dead kind of vibe where if you make the right answers or the confessionals, you either get your ass beat or you don't and just kind of goes from there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, the biggest challenge has been trying to like educate people about the game, not necessarily about the history, but the fact that you can kind of do this because we're bringing on so many new things. You know, we're bringing it on. We're like, oh, we're going to do this for phones and we're going to do this for tablets. We're going to do this. And then it's based in the real world on real history. And you're going to be and you're not shooting anyone. People are like what? And it's like, well, like there's a lot of awesome stealth games mm-hmm. where you're not shooting people. No. It's actually I mean, I, I work. I did Manhunt. I don't know if you guys ever played Manhunt. There's a Rockstar title that came out. It was, I know that game. Yeah. I know it, yeah, but I yeah. never played it. Yeah. I mean, it, that thing was awesome, and the reason it was awesome was because everybody else was more powerful than you. Mm. So you actually had to hide in the shadows, time it out, and then go. Well, guess what? If you live in a city that's got a revolution going on, and it's yeah. under martial law, and you're young, guess what? The first person the soldiers are going to pick up or hassle is going to be you. Mm-hmm. So you got to stay in the shadows and you got to kind of get past these people. And I think like there's some awesome elements to be able to bring of a stealth game that has that same kind of suspense. I like that. I like that strategic element of you know, kind of moving around in the shadows, waiting for the guards to pass before you move on, take that picture, move it in. Like that's that so dope. And then you'll be on the roof as well. So you, you'll be on the roof and you'll see a whole bunch of your friends kind of get caught in the corner and then you'll basically be able to like look at them and and swipe them to like go 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 okay stop and then you cuz as you're watching so there's elements because of the limitations that you have with like the processing power uh, you know cuz I'm not making a huge 50 million dollar console game but want it to feel like that so as a result you instead of you being stealthwise throughout the whole thing you'll help other people be stealthy as well oh. so it's a nice combination of bringing that together 
That's hot. Yeah, yeah. It's, hot. And then you're throwing rocks at soldiers, but you're not looking to hit them because if you hit them, you're getting arrested. <laughs> but if you get it close enough to them, they get distracted. The guys that they're trying to arrest sneak out and can run away. So it's all about bringing these elements of gaming to like a really heavy narrative. And then all our cinematics, even though I was the cinematic director, is all going to be comic book. It's all motion graphic novels. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like the when you get these amazing voiceover performances, sometimes that that so realistic look kind of pulls you out. You're like too busy looking in these eyes and you're like, "Oh, those are dead eyes on that character." Yeah, or, yeah. or they're going for so they're going for so real that you are like, "Okay, they want me to think it's real, but, but it's, it's not, not really getting there." So I was like, "Well, I love comic books. I think they look better now digitally than anything else I've ever seen before. So why not? And we've got an amazing, I mean, our artist that we've got, this guy actually, because of his work on this, has had to flee the country. Whoa. Yeah. Right, is that the one that had to remain, remain anonymous? Yeah. He two go, of them, he, right? Yeah, two of them. He wow. goes by Mr. Phoenix. Yeah. And so he's fled the country. And then but that's because I got, when I started working on this game, I got press and the press uh, in Iran caught on it. And then the state sponsored paper there said that I'm an American spy making this propaganda game. It's like really it like- It is real in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, so, so you the know, heat is on. If you didn't so, think video games were serious, yeah. they're serious. I mean, the heat, the, the heat is on, but the heat is always on in Iran, yeah. right? Like, yeah. And that's the thing, that you, you can't mess around with folks that just throw out accusations. If you were in another place where people throw accusations and you could defend yourself, that's yeah, cool, but, but I'm not going back to try to defend myself because I'll be in a room locked up before yeah. I can get out. So quit fast. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yep. But you know, I'm this this game is this game's gonna be hot. This game's gonna be it's gonna be not easy to get it out and because of how ambitious we are. But I think if we can break this open, I think we can try to not not dispel what's been in gaming, because I love a lot of the games that I'm playing, but we can also kind of introduce new genres definitely yeah you know gaming needs to kind of f flip it up a bit that's mm. actually refreshing to me that it's not necessarily shooting somebody trying to kill somebody you're just trying to be it's different there's yeah. really all around mm -hmm. that's a great concept thank you thank yeah, you Yeah, definitely because like i think it's like 60 or 70 percent of games that come out right now are shooters first person yeah. shooters yeah. Yeah. yeah so and it's like i mean there's only so much of that like some of my favorite games from the last few years were like especially independent were uh braid and, mm. um, oh yes. Yeah, I love Braid. Uh, what's the other one? I want to say Gauntlet, but that's not the name of it. And now I'm not gonna remember the name of this game. Well, there's fans. Journey that came out that yeah. just swept up. And then what was that one? Flower. Flower. That, that it thing was, was flower. Yeah, that was. And then there's actually a good one right now called Badlands. Badlands. Is, yeah, it's pretty hot. Independent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, Xbox downloads and all. that? Yeah, I think and and on the App Store, Android, and uh, and it's another crew out of Finland, which is obviously the big explosion and. That's not that. the um one about the uh, the zombies where you're, it's like a, there's a grand no, no, you, auto zone. You know, no, you play like some f like chunky looking porcupine. <laughs> and you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you use like the physics of it to kind of like walk through these, like not walk, but like kind of float through these caves. It's pretty hot. Badlands. Yeah, yeah, definitely right, check definitely. it out. I'll definitely have to check that yeah. out. So th your game, this game really does sound incredible. How do people get involved? Like, how can they get this game? How well, I mean, right now we're trying to raise uh, some some funds on Kickstarter. And yep. Yeah. We got ten days left, and we're only twenty five percent of the way there. But I went pretty aggressive. I'm trying to raise four hundred thousand for Whoa. the game, and we're already at a hundred thousand for a right. game that nobody knew. But it's I'll tell you, the support has been amazing. I mean, it's been amazing because. Not only have people been giving money about a project that nobody knew about 20 days ago, but the fact is that like people are like, I want to see these kind of games get made. And that's what's really kind of awesome is like, all right, I'm not totally one of these creative guys that's going on a whim. I'm actually getting like people want to see gaming elevate itself to that. So that's been really great. And the press has been all over us. Nice. So we feel like, you know. Um, we're going to go really hard. You know, it's always comes down to the last week. Like half my family is like, oh, well, oh yeah. Oh, oh, what, what? When's <laughs> that happening? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll get on that, you know. And so, you know, that's what's as it usually goes, you know, people last minute will be like, oh, yeah, I'll buck up and kind of help out. So I think that that's definitely going to be a part of it. But we just feel like we've created such an amazing momentum with what we're doing that Kickstarter is really just more of like a coming out party. Mm. We're like, look, we're here. This is what we're going to do. We're part of the New York indie scene, and New York needs to have a breakout. That's a fact. Yes. If this scene here needs to grow, it needs to have a breakout. So 
we're kind of banking to be, you know, hopefully one of the breakouts here. Well, I, th- I think the time is ready for it because, like you mentioned, Telltale's Walking Dead, you know, definitely easily most people's game of the year last year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's been a lot more move towards story in games. Like, one of our favorites was Last of Us. Mm, dude, I love yeah. that game. Um, uh, Bioshock Infinite, definitely, mm-hmm. you know. So it's been more of a move towards stories. And then, you know, with obviously with Rockstar and Grand Theft and everything they've done, so. Yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 it, there's ability, there's the place now for us via consoles, via mobile, via whatever it is, to be able to have a number of different experiences. And then the other thing that's really, I mean, kind of interesting to me is because I take a look at people in my family who are not gamers, and they're playing a lot. Yes. On Mm -hmm. phones and on tablets. Tablets more than anything else. It's Mm -hmm. kind of, and, you know, and then, I don't know, I watch, like, I watch, like, Breaking Bad, like, a season at a time, you know? Like, I'm not one of the... Who does anybody watch like it? Like, oh, I gotta be home by eight <laughs> yeah. o'clock because no. I gotta. Like, nah. nobody does that, right? Yeah. So, Everything's recorded. So, and I think if we could actually bring games into to delivering it to people that way, it's gonna be awesome because your teams that are making the game are gonna feel fresh. They're not gonna feel like I've been working on this game for two years and then it comes out and then I've got some downtime while people are figuring out what the next thing is. You got something where it's coming out every six months, or you know, the team's pumping out something every six months. That's going to be fresh. They're going to be like, yeah. oh, we're moving on to something new. We got this new concept art. It might be in the same vein. So I think it could be really good for like the creators of the game and the people who are actually the audiences of the game because they don't have to be like, oh, man, I got to do 50 hours on this thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, I was reading stats like, what was it, like 95% of the people won't finish GTA Five. Yeah. I didn't finish it. I mean, you know. It's just too much to do. But no, which is amazing <laughs> for them. You're like, wow, you guys really packed it in. So. Yeah. Maybe if we could start providing people with experiences where they're like, they want more, that could be kind of a new uh, novelty. Definitely. Smart move. Well, so, yeah, one last time. Where sure. can they find the Kickstarter at? All right, so you got to go to kickstarter.com and just punch in 1979 Revolution. All right. And check that out. And obviously, uh, you know, Ink Stories or 1979 Revolution Game, those websites will direct you to Kickstarter as well. Okay, so inkstories.com, 1979revolutiongame.com. That's right. Go pledge help. And you know what? It's not even about a lot of the money. I'm just as happy with getting a dollar because that confirms that there's one more person that believes in this vision, and that's all I want right now. I just want to build a community, build a group of people, be like, hey, let's come together and let's start a revolution in gaming. Oh. Nice. You'll definitely be getting more than a dollar from me. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Yeah, and fan bros, you know, when you go out there to 1979 Revolution game.com or on the Kickstarter 1979 Revolution, you know, tell them fan bros sent you. That's right. All right. Anything else before we take this quick break? No, let's do it. All right. We'll be right back with more fan bros. Hey, yo, 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 yo. What up? It's Prodigy from the infamous Mob Deep, man, the HNIC. You know what I'm saying? And I'm always tuned in to fan bros. It's going down, kid. What, what? And welcome back, Internets. We're about to wrap up this episode of Fan Bros Show. This has been your boy, DJ Ben Hameen. I hope everyone's had a great time with us. We had our special guest, Navid Kansari, in the house, who is bringing the revolution to video games. Support this man. Go check out his Kickstarter at 1979revolution. That's right. Just Kickstarter 1979revolution. That's right. Or you can go to 1979revolutiongame.com. Check them out. Tell them the fan bro sent you when you drop your money. Do it. Help this man out. This man has got some crazy ideas that need to be brought to the video gaming world. Yes. Check them out. Check it out. Please, folks. 1979revolution. Thank you very much, guys. No problem. Tatiana, what else you got for this closing? Uh, just thank you, personal thank you from the fan bros. We appreciate you taking the time to talk to us to kind of impart your wisdom, your video game wisdom. Thank you. It's been great, man. You I had know. a lot of fun. Nice Sorry to, if I talk too much. No, it's oh, okay. no problem. It's <laughs> nice to know what you guys did at GTA, you know, with the, with the snow and all that other stuff. <laughs> but uh, no, we appreciate you. And we, we're definitely going to support you, man. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. We Absolutely. appreciate it. All right. Anything else, Tatiana? No. Um, let's uh, make, make sure they understand we still need an intern. Oh, we definitely need an intern. If you're ready to get screamed at and called fat in front of my house for a few months, <laughs> you know, you can. <laughs> We're basically going to treat you like, I don't know, Pigpen from Peanuts. <laughs> no, nah, Pigpen got treated much better than you'll get treated. Do you want to be with him? <laughs> <laughs> <He's> dirty. <laughs> so hit us up on the Twitter at Fanbros Show. Hit us on the Gmail, Fanbros Show at gmail.com. 
let us know. You know, we're like I said before, we're looking for editors, writers, all kind of sort. We need your help. You know, if you are one of the few, the proud of many, you know, if you got what it takes, come join the Fan Bros team. Also, make sure you go fill out our survey at themidroll.com slash bros. You need to fill that out for us. Help us out. You can find the survey on fanbros.com where you should be visiting every day anyway. Fill out the survey. It takes a few minutes of your time. will help us out tremendously. I think that's about it, right? I think that's everything, sir. I think that's everything. You know, once again, I'd like to send a rest and power shout out to Nelson Mandela. Peace and blessings to his family and friends. Thank you for everything you did during this time on, during your time on the earth, sir. You know, I, I can't even say enough respect and salutes from fan bros and everyone else out there. <laughs> Hey!